Welcome to the Living With Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Simone Denny, and I'm here to share with you how to live your purpose, how to be more intentional in life, and how to get the results you desire while enjoying the journey along the way. I coach people around the world on how to find and express their unique blueprint in the world. Join me and my special guests for inspiring stories, practical wisdom, and life reminders for a more fulfilling and joyful life. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. It's always such a joy to have you here. And wherever you are in the world, I'm welcoming you in to share with you about authentic confidence today with one of our special guests. So before I do, I just wanted to share that I'm just feeling like I'm landing back in New Zealand today. I have been away a lot this past month and last week I've been in Queensland, Australia doing the first part of my IFS therapist training, starting my path to becoming a practitioner in that space. It's something that I've been studying and working with this last year and I just feel so passionate uh, about bringing this into my work and sharing it with you. So uh, it was a big week of lots of learnings and aha moments and, and intense therapy sessions. Uh, so yeah, it's just uh, lovely to be back with a new set of eyes and looking at the world in a new way. I've also been away with my family for a couple of weeks this past month in French Polynesia. So uh, I really feel like I'm hitting the ground um, with lots of new inspiration and energy after a bit of a break from work. So today I'm going to be sharing with you about uh, how we can step more into our confidence and that that beautiful word authentic confidence that our guest Ben Foskey talks about, which is being your true self. And something that I have found with working with, you know, many hundreds of people helping them to find their purpose in life is often we can find our purpose, but the next step is how do we step into that in a way that we can be confident to do so. And we, you know, wherever you're at, maybe you have stepped out of the workplace and stepped into motherhood or fatherhood and you've had a break from working. And sometimes that can make us question our competence and our abilities. And we can sometimes lose a bit of confidence going back into the workforce or a new business, or perhaps you've been through a tough relationship and you've been with somebody who's maybe been you know, chipping away at you and, and kind of being critical. And sometimes we lose some of our, our authentic confidence that way. Or maybe you've been on a path that you thought was the path to success. You've been ticking all the right boxes, making everybody proud, meeting expectations, exceeding expectations, but then really questioning who am I at the end of that? And often when we're on this um, fast track path to success, sometimes we start to move away from our true self and we start to kind of adapt to what we think people will expect or require of us. And I know for me, working in the corporate world, ticking those boxes, going up the ladder, I definitely felt like I was moving further and further away from my true self. And that can sometimes challenge our confidence because we're kind of asking, who am I now? And for me, the more that I was able to get back in alignment with my purpose and do what 
I really wanted to do authentically for me and show up in my uh, truth, the more confident that made me. So I know that that Ben is going to be sharing about this um, in a lot more detail. So over this past year, uh, I've been doing a business training out of New York, out of the US, uh, and I was lucky enough to meet Ben in one of our groups uh, and was just so inspired by the work that he is doing. Uh, He's a very sought after executive coach, but he's known as a confidence coach. He's a confidence researcher, and he's really discovered a pattern uh, in his work around confidence that that many world-class influencers are now following, and he's really become an authority uh, in this space of confidence. He's written a book which is called Authentic Confidence, The Secrets to Loving Your Work and Leading an Unstoppable Career. How awesome does that sound? And he also has these very, very uh, powerful profiles that you can um, do some testing with on his website that he's going to share with you about how to understand your own confidence profile. So he is a professional behavioral analyst and he works with groups online and offline. He's a keynote in this space. So we're really, really lucky to have Ben. But more than that, I just loved um, talking to Ben. He's very, very honest. He is vulnerable. He he really walks the talk of his work and um, you're going to just love him. So I'm delighted to welcome him to the show. Hello, Ben, and welcome to the podcast. It's so wonderful to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, it's, it's awesome to have you here. So I just wanted to start by asking you about your personal journey to confidence, because I think a lot of people assume if someone's teaching confidence, they're probably a real master in confidence. Maybe they've always just naturally been confident. Uh, but I would love to hear your story about how you've come to share with others about how to step into their confidence in this authentic way. Yeah, awesome. Well, that that was not my journey to confidence. So um, early in my career, so when I graduated from university, I had eight jobs in eight years. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, depressed. I was in counseling. Actually, when I woke up in the mornings, the skies would actually be gray. So it actually impacted like the way my vision worked. Um, Didn't want to hang out with my friends. I was, I'm pretty sure my family denies it, but I'm pretty sure I was not very fun to be around most of the time. Um, And I was going for a walk one day when I was about to quit my eighth job. And I just remember saying to myself, like, what is wrong with me? Like, what, there's something majorly wrong that you keep ending up at all these dead ends um and it was confidence i mean confidence was the core issue and what i what i did was i would be silent 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 and then i would erupt and then i would be silent 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 and then erupt so the days i would be silent i'd drive home just feeling small and insignificant and worthless and then the days i would erupt people would just look at me like whoa like that was a lot. And, uh, you know, I'll drive home those days feeling miserable also. And so this idea of confidence really become interesting to me. And uh, I read a book by Dr. Craig Malkin called Rethinking Narcissism, which was a fascinating book to me, which 
covered what he goes from echoism up to narcissistic personality disorder in this full continuum. So I became a junkie uh, and slowly sort of um, discovered some strategies that helped with my own confidence. And uh, that's what, you know, this was many years ago. Now I started getting out of that really chronically negative space to liking my work, to loving my work, to teaching other people how to do it. And, uh, but yeah, it was, it was not a straight path. So when I'm coaching confidence, the first thing I share with people is I'm, I'm a journeyer with you. I get it. You're not alone. Um, everybody thinks, you know, people are Facebook perfect and social media perfect. And, you know, no one is every single person I talk to has confidence challenges, including myself. And it's just, how do we help each other through it is really the most important part. Uh So yeah, I love that. I mean, I went, what a leveler for us to start on. And I think it's such a relief sometimes that we we assume that everybody who's standing maybe in a light and sharing their voice, they're really confident and they're just naturally confident. But there's always a story. And like you say, there's different aspects of us that sometimes don't feel that. And yeah. um, I mean, your story really went from from kind of hitting that, that rock bottom, I guess you'd call it, to, mm-hmm. to finding your confidence. So what do you think contributes to the that place where we really lose our confidence and we we lack confidence and we we feel like who am I to do this or you know why am I here kind of questions how how what what gets us to be in that place in the first place yeah well and the first part is that getting to that there's a lot of health and there's a lot of um there's a purpose for that what I call the inner critic you know, our inner critic is designed to help us and protect us. And if we're in a dangerous situation and our inner critic is yelling, get out of there, this isn't safe. You're, you're an idiot. If you stay here, that's survival. That's, that's biological. That's there to protect us. So the first step I would say is some of the rumblings that you're having with this inner critic are really normal. Uh, And then uh, what keeps us stuck there is we typically start saying things to ourselves that we would never say to anyone else. And that's when it becomes unhealthy. Like you're worthless. You're never going to amount to anything. You don't compare to so-and-so you're a terrible mom. You're a terrible dad, a good husband or wife would never do this. And often it's that inner critic that gets our confidence to the lowest level. Um, and comparison kills confidence. So we'll say, we'll look at someone next to us and they seemingly have it all together and that depresses us. Um, when the reality is when you truly talk to that person, they're almost never that way, but that inner critic gets really loud and we don't have a great strategy of what to do with it. We just try to suppress it, try to think about other things. And it's not that easy. You know, it, it really takes some exploration of that inner critic. And I, the, process that we use in the confident leader formula is understanding how do we transform the inner critic to an inner coach so it's not about suppressing and just you know self-affirmations it's really understanding okay if i were talking to my best friend what would i say well i'd be honest and kind and our inner critic has the the honest part down like right it holds us to this high standard but often isn't kind and so that's what causes us to stop risking, to stop asking those questions. Uh, and that's when it can be dark because then we go, well, why even try? Because I'm I'm going to fail again or I'm not enough. Um, that's when it's, it's hard for people to be around. It's hard for you to find 
um, your voice in that. And that's, that's hard to watch, right? Somebody you really, really care about and they view themselves as less than, you know, that's really, really hard to, to be around. We don't want, we want them to feel empowered yet. We don't often feel empowered ourselves. So yeah, that's, that's the journey that we're all on. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you're speaking my language because this inner critic (laughs) and a coach is my, my language too. And I really love it because uh, I really stand for self-compassion. And I think a lot of us uh, have this, uh, you know, I call it the inner sergeant major that thinks that if this voice goes away, then we might become lazy or we won't, yeah. we'll stop achieving. So we're kind of afraid to let go of the critic in some ways. Yeah. Um, but on the flip side, it's keeping us stuck and it's actually not letting us stand in our power. And, you know, yeah. from what I'm hearing, it can really spiral us down in terms of our confidence. Yeah. And what, and what do people think of us if we're not the star producer? Yeah. Yeah. When we're really seen for who we are, will people withdraw their support, their love, their appreciation of us? And so Mm -hmm. then we're a version, we're a, we're a, we're a ambitious version of ourselves that we think that's what everyone needs from us. When the reality is to feel most loved and most accepted, it's when, it's all of us. It's the great parts of us. It's the messy parts of us. And when that part can really be seen and appreciated and valued, it's freeing. Mm -hmm. It's like an exhale of all of these, you know, I'm loved for who I am and quirkiness and all that's what we're all looking for. And, uh, but there's reasons why we have these guards up that they've protected us. And so it's not, it's not just as easy as saying, well, just, you know, stop doing all that. Um, you know, we've, we've learned strategies to protect the fragile parts of ourselves. Um, you know, and they just, you know, they don't serve us well anymore, but we don't know exactly what to do to, to find that healthy spot. Mm, Yeah. I mean, what you're speaking about is very much what, Brene Brown talks about this disarmoring, isn't it? Like I can really see that where we've built up so much armor of what we, how we think we should be and what people expect of us. And then it's like, who would we be if we didn't have the armor on? And that would be very vulnerable, right? When we don't have our armor. So it's a, it sounds like there's a lot around, you know, stepping into our vulnerability as well. Yeah. And I would bet for you, like in your work, which is amazing, you know, when, when you, when you enter that space, mm-hmm. we make a mistake on a podcast or you screw something up. Right. And, then, and when we just own it, it's, it's like, it's like euphoria for others. They're like, Oh my gosh, I love her. She's amazing. She's just like me. There's something supernatural that happens that they just instantly lean in and they just want to share like, okay, I've got a lot of things I want to talk about all of a sudden. It's because they feel permission to be themselves, you know, and that's just such a great gift to be able to give to your members and the people that you're, you're coaching. It's just like, you know, when you, when you provide, because there's so few places in our lives where we're not judged and we're not shamed and we're not criticized and we're not, we need to be honest. um, But yet you can be honest and, and still admire the, the messy parts of the person you're interacting with. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I yeah, I make a lot of mistakes. <laughs> um, and yeah, I often write, there we go, I'm leading by imperfect example, which is, you know, how, how I show up. I do a lot of imperfection and, you know, there's mistakes here and there, but I really want to often point that out, that that is part of learning and growing and showing, you know, showing yourself means it's all of yourself, which isn't definitely, yeah. you know, very far from perfect. And I know, you know, ask my husband, he'll give you a whole yeah. list of things that are very far from perfect for, about me. Well, and if you think about it, well, so if you're at a party and you just say something that you did that was, you know, embarrassing or whatever, it's look at how people react to you when you do that. They laugh, they lean in. Um, you know, it's the quickest way to build rapport. You know, I, I teach people sort of how to communicate their confidence story. And the number one thing I'm like, just own it. It's amazing how, you know, I, example, I was mic'd. I left my microphone on in the bathroom before uh, doing a keynote to a women's leadership conference. So there's 85 women and the boom speakers are on. And I had a huge thing of tea and I went to the bathroom and they heard the whole thing. Now, if I would have come back and pretended that didn't happen, could you imagine what, here I am, the authentic confidence guy. And they're like, so I had to go, hey, everybody, uh, hi. So that just happened. Uh, I was just mic'd in the bathroom. And that's normally not what I do. And But instantly the audience was with me. They're like, oh, you should hear what happened to me. And, you know, everybody was sharing their own stories. And it's like, okay, well, we can pretend that didn't happen. And I can lose the whole audience and they'll tune out of everything I say from there on. Or I can just tell the truth and say, here I am. And this just happened. It just ended up being one of the best sessions we had because people were sharing and laughing. And, and um, yeah, so, I mean, to me, when you share those, that's why people love you. That's why people want to work with you. That's why people trust you with their messes because, you know, they know you have messes too. And I think that's a, uh, in confidence work, this is the irony is it looks like courage. When I share that about being mic'd in the bathroom, everybody goes, wow, that guy is confident. And I would have told you that's the opposite of confidence when I started doing this work. I said, don't, don't say that. Be professional. Have it all together. Um, and that, that doesn't look like confidence. Looking like confidence is, you know, there's, it's, it's telling the truth. Yeah. It's like, I'm with you. I'm with you. Oh, that's such a powerful point that you've just made is that often, yeah, courage appears to be confidence, but it's actually the confidence to be yourself is really what you're yeah. showing up to do. I mean, it was such a great example of that one. And I know a lot of people will be <laughs> just cringing, thinking, oh. I don't recommend it. But, <laughs> but, when, but we, when, we, when that happens, when we tell the truth, it's people will follow you. People believe that. And, and there's strategies, there's, you know, we don't want to overshare and there's, there's, you know, there's certain things we want to be mindful of, but for the most part, um, that's what people relate to. That's real. Mm. Yeah. I know that there is quite a body of research that talks about um, in terms of leadership, that those leaders who are most authentic and honest uh, people feel more connected to them in terms of you know team members or employees when their leaders yeah. are leading by that authenticity so it's a it's a beautiful example that you shared 
So there might be somebody now listening going, okay, but I've, I, my personality is not confident, Ben. Like I've never been confident. Uh, I feel like I'm maybe I'm more introverted. Um, I just, I, I'm not a confident person. Do you believe that we can all become confident? Is that something that's available to everybody? Yeah. Great, great question. Yeah. When I started doing this, I wasn't sure, you know, there's a lot of people that have said, you know, you either have it or you don't. Um, and the more I've studied it, it is a skill to be learned and it looks different for every person. So we created six confidence profiles. And one of the reasons why we did that is confidence looks very different based on your profile. And the problem is, you know, the just do it Nike slogan that, for certain people that works, right? Just go talk to the person that you find attractive. Just go apply for that dream job and just do it for some works. For most, it doesn't. If I didn't, if I knew how to go up and just ask the person out, I'd have already done that, but I tried it and it didn't work and I'm never doing that again. And, you know, so really in our work, we, we, the coaching is based on your profile and that you can go to benfosky.com. It's a free assessment. We'd love to help anybody on their journey um, to, to get that. And once you learn what your profile is, then what confidence looks like is tailored to your profile. And so when people say, I'm not that extroverted, you know, gather the room and do a keynote to 5,000 people, that might not be you. However, it might be the one where you see someone hurting in your office and you walk up and you say, hey, how are, how are you really doing today? That looks like confidence to that person. Yeah. And that might be your style and your profile. So once we find our version of confidence, mm -hmm. then that it's like unlocks a whole new world of what that looks like. And most people assume it all looks the same. Most people assume confidence is this charismatic really great looking, well-dressed person, right? That's what people say. Oh, that's what confidence is. It has absolutely nothing to do with that. Confidence has to do, how do you show up to people in a way that they believe you? And if they believe you, that's what confidence looks like because you're you're showing up to them in a way that that they're saying, okay, I believe what this person is telling me. And that belief is how we interpret confidence. Um and the other part is, you know, authentic confidence by definition is two parts. It's pride in your work and humility in relationships. So the other thing I tell people that are struggling with confidence is find your superpower. Find one thing in your life that you're exceptional at. And if you don't have it, find one and become exceptional at it. Because if you walk into a room and you, because it's not just confidence, it's confidence and competence. In other words, one of the big myths is people think that I can just say, oh, I'm an amazing leader and that's enough. You also have to have the competence to lead. If no one's following you, I would say you're not a fabulous leader. So first off, get really good at something. Find a skill that you can master and it's, it's natural and it adds value to others. And then find a way to talk about it in a way that draws people in. So overconfidence repels underconfidence stalls, authentic confidence attracts. So if I can find a way to talk about a competence, something I do well in a way that attracts people in, I'm already on the path to building a business or getting promoted or um, because that's what people relate to then. We don't have to be great at everything, but we have to be great at something. Uh, and we can't just, you know, 
use self-affirmations our whole life, you know, to get out of it. We have to deliver something of value to others. So that's typically um, how I recommend to start is what's that one thing that you're really passionate about that adds value to others and your confidence will grow as you deliver that passion to others. Yeah, I really hear you on that. I mean, I refer to that as your genius zone, but I it's the same kind of thing. It's what's your superpower. And I think so many of us are polishing these areas that are, you know, putting all our energy and time into things that aren't naturally our superpowers, uh, yeah. which makes it harder for us to feel confident in those areas. But if we can just um, pivot a little bit into really understanding who we are, what it comes naturally to us, what are our unique talents, our superpowers, and really put our energy into that, like you say, and then, um, yeah, become an expert at that and then invite people in and be authentic in that space. I can really understand how that correlates to feeling more competent and creating that confidence. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and when they're working together, um, people will talk about how do you how do you talk about what you do in a way that's not overconfident, right? It's difficult to do. So if I say, hey, how how are you as a coach? Right? It's like, uh, you know, I used to say I hold my own. That was my like go to phrase. Like I had my coach was like, what does it even mean? Like, like who wants that? And so as you get competent, you also learn to talk about the transformation that's happening in the people you're helping. And so, for example, now when people say, Ben, you know, tell me about your coaching, I'll just say, I love coaching the people I work with. I love being a part of their transformations. I can't wait for our next conversation. Uh, We have group coaching now, which I never thought would work. And it's working amazingly well. Well, when I'm explaining all of that, what's implied is the pride in my work. What's implied is the competence but I don't say, yeah, kind of a big deal. I'm a really good coach. Like you should read my book. It's amazing. That's That seems awkward. But when I talk about the work I love to do and how I'm helping others, the competence is implied. So we can talk about it in a way we're just talking about what we love, what we do. Like you and I started having a conversation today and it's obvious you you don't like what you do. You love what you do. You love who you're helping. And that's what's contagious when people can get that part dialed in is people, they, they understand your confidence through the passion and how you talk about your work. Mm-hmm. And so the way you communicate, it becomes very natural uh, once you get more into that. Yeah, there's almost an energetics to it, isn't it? That that mm-hmm. that is like the the energy in which you speak and convey something is is very much related to our confidence as well. So yeah. so this this um, competence confidence and and you touched on pride and humility. Is this what you call the authentic confidence process? I know this is a kind of mm-hmm. part of your work that you offer. Is that what that is? Yes. <laughs> is yep. That? Yes. We have a program called the Confident Leader Formula. Yep. And there's three transformations in that. It's inner critic to inner coach. So how do I take this negative inner critic and and transform that into an inner coach? So what would I say to my best friend? That's what I'm saying to myself, honest and kind. So we use an assessment called the the My Confidence Professional Report. And then the second piece is once I become an inner coach to myself, how do I coach others? So that's inner coach to outer coach. And then the final transformation is outer coach to confident communicator. So how can I communicate to any size audience from a one-on-one to a large stage? How do I 
communicate with confidence. So people are drawn in and attracted to that. Uh, so yeah, so that's, we have a, a six month coaching program, a virtual group coaching program that we've uh, had a lot of fun. It's amazing to watch people come in and they start off very unsure of themselves and unsure of what they have to value to finish with doing many keynotes to their, their fellow participants. And, you know, it's just an honor to be on the journey with them. And I love what I'm doing. And I have four daughters and love what you're doing. Um, to me, uh, you know, we all have uh, the ability to help someone. And so to me, this is just the work that I do that I love to help however I can, because I know what it feels like to be feeling alone and feeling, you know, like I've tried it all and I've read the self-help books and I've talked to all these people and it's not seeming to change. And what I found is in a group coaching setting when people could really be honest and you can invest in each other, it's so fun to be a part of. So yeah, that's, so it's called the confident leader formula is essentially what we teach to sort of pull all this together uh, into those three transformations. So it's fun. Yeah. It's fun it, sounds, it sounds fascinating, Ben. And I really, what I'm getting from this as well is that there's no one size fits all for this confidence profile, which, you know, I really encourage you if you're listening to jump on Ben's site, I'll share his um, website in the notes as well. Um, but you know, once you do that, you understand that there is many different types of confidence. And I, I love, I love that because we are also unique and there isn't going to be one solution for everyone. So if there's people listening now, Ben, who are going, look, I am feeling like that person that's just like the inner critic has turned right up and I'm kind of going, oh, like, can I really add any value? Maybe I don't even have a superpower. I don't even know what that oh. is. Like, what could that person do to just shift the dial a little bit to feel more confident? Yeah. Just like the, the smallest yeah. step to to shift yeah. into feeling more confident. Yeah, I lo love that question. What I what I typically recommend is just be aware when you're really present and you really show up for someone else. Mm -hmm. Like, where are you most helpful? Because often that's, you know, um, as I mentioned, I have four daughters and one of them is, is studying psychology and she loves helping her friends. So mm -hmm. her friends call and you just, she lights up and she will ask questions and it's all about them for three hours on the phone. And that's how she decided she wanted to be a marriage and family therapist. It's because, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? It's like the worst question, right? No one knows. And even when I'm, you know, I'm 47 years old, I'm still figuring it out. However, what I found to be most helpful is what do I love to do that also helps add value to others? And if we can simply help that, um, Simon Sinek shared a very fascinating story around confidence. And he said he had a friend who was struggling and he kept trying to prop her up and tell her how amazing she was and it wasn't working. And he said, no, I'm going to do an experiment. I'm also struggling with one of my relationships. So I'm going to flip our roles and I'm going to I'm going to make her help me. So she was depressed. He couldn't get a breakthrough with her at all. And all of a sudden he says, no, I need you to help me. I'm, in, I'm, I'm struggling with this relationship. So she becomes his coach. And guess what happened to her depression? Guess what happened to her confidence? All of a sudden he's trying these things that she's suggesting and she's worked. And so to me, what I've always known instinctively is that confidence is often relational. My inner critic is loudest when I'm not feeling like a good dad or a good husband or a good leader or a good friend. That's when I'm most susceptible. But as soon as I go, you know what? I'm going to be a great dad today. 
and I find a way to make a deposit into one of my girls' lives, instantly my confidence starts boosting. And so that's always my suggestion for people is where does you, and you might say, I don't have a superpower. Being a great listener is a superpower. Being super present for someone who's struggling is a superpower. And if you can do that, that alone, you'll be amazed at how helping someone else is going to boost your own confidence because we're not designed to just be superheroes sort of in an isolated, you know, go invent some new product or do something amazing or be a rock star. Although those things all happen. My experience has been when I really help someone else, that, that relational confidence um, just points me in the right direction, gets me out of sort of the internal the inner, inner critic. It gets really quiet when you do something really nice for someone else. That is such a goal. Uh, inner critic goes, that was pretty cool. Thank you for doing that. Mm. Exactly. Wow, Ben, I really, really love that because uh, it brings in like there's a couple of things that drop in for me just hearing that is one, often we take our superpowers for granted. It's like, oh, well, everybody can do that. But it's those little moments that show up that that you do without even thinking that's so easy for you are often those superpowers. And what I'm also really hearing you say is this is, um, you know, my work as well as like finding purpose, right? It's like when you, when you are there and you're feeling really down and flat, it's often when we're not being of purpose or being of service to somebody. And I love that, that switch around of like, you be my coach and you've given that person some purpose and also that connection, which is, you know, very much that Johan Hari work lost connections is when we feel depressed and down when we don't feel uh, in relationships. So, so thank you so much for sharing those. I know, I know we're getting close to time. Um, is there any other wisdom you want to share? I know you talk a lot about, you know, the, the power of loving your work, about confidence. Is there anything else that you feel is pertinent to share um, as we come to a close? Yeah. One, one thing I always come back to is, is when we're working with ourselves and others on confidence, the, the self-awareness is so much stronger than judgment. So at times we want to judge overconfident people. We want to judge people that are potentially narcissistic. The more we can help walk alongside, even those folks want, they don't want to be alone. They want strong relationships. And the more we can just walk alongside ourselves and others and that purpose work that you're doing, I think is fabulous. I think that's where you start, right? You start with a clarity of purpose and then how do I build the confidence to make that purpose happen? So I've loved our time together and thank you so much for the chat today. Oh, amazing. Ben, can you just share again your where people can find you, where they can come and do their yeah. assessment and find out their own confidence style? Yep. So you can go to my website is benfosky.com. So B-E-N-F as in Frank, A-U-S as in Sam, K-E. Right on the homepage there, you can take the free confidence profile and that will start your journey, right? It'll let you know what your profile is and what confidence looks like for you based on your profile. So would love to help however I can. And if you're uh, interested in 
you know, learning more. I have a book that you can also purchase that that covers some of those same things. So I would love to to be a part of you on your journey. And thank you so much for having me today. Oh, it's such a pleasure, Ben. And it's really beautiful to speak to somebody who is in their authentic leadership and, you know, stepping into confidence so naturally because you're definitely in your place of superpower and genius. So thank you so much for your time. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to jumping on and, and finding the results of my um, assessment too. So awesome. thanks again. Thank you. And thank you for all your work. It's really an honor to be, to be working alongside with you. So thank you. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Ben.